Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's time to play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Here they come on third and five. Wilson. Boy, somehow escapes. He's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass. Wilson stays in bounds. He's still going. And he's in. Touchdown. Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore. The 20. The 10. The 5. Touchdown. Two is buried. That was Sauce Gardner. Here he goes! Goodbye and hello Enzo! And Dyke swarmed, swallowed, and sacked. Guess who? You only got one guess. Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brees Hall looking for history. Hall with his 24th straight game with a rushing touchdown into the NCAA record books. Listen. Thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time to talk about the final 53-man roster that the Jets have come out with. Let's stipulate the fact that the Jets, of course, can still make some moves here and there on the margin. But for now, the 53-man roster is set initially. And so to break everything down is our friend, who is the co-founder over at U Stadium, Mr. Nick Spano. Nick, what's up, brother? Not too much. We're a couple days away. It's uh, been a very, very long offseason, I feel like, and finally coming to an end. And um, the Jets escaped the preseason without any you know, knock on wood huge catastrophes escaped with with Wilson kind of just getting a small little kind of fender bender but um all in all I would say relatively healthy roster I think we all would have signed up for that Nick the Jets had to start making some very difficult decisions after the final preseason game on Sunday against the Giants we started hearing some leaks Monday and then of course we heard more of them today the final list came out at four o'clock some really surprising names on this list. Nobody that's earth-shattering because obviously if they're really that good, they're going to make the 53-man roster. We're talking about depth players predominantly here. 
Javelin Guidry, certainly somebody that nobody expected to be cut. Tevin Coleman seemed to be safe, but I think that's really more just about the fact that if they keep him, he has to be guaranteed a salary if he's on the roster week one. After week one, they can pay him on a weekly basis. So if they can bring him back, I would assume they're going to. Jason Pinnock is gone, and so is Will Parks. Surprising because everybody thought for sure they were going to be here. Instead, Ashton Davis sticks around. Kenny Yaboa and Trevon Wesco both gone. Chuma Doga and Connor McDermott both gone as well. So the Jets currently only have one backup tackle, and that is Max Mitchell. I would expect a move there. As far as Ashton Davis, going back to him for a second, Nick, I think clearly what happened there is that the Jets coaching staff still believes that they can get the most out of Ashton Davis's athletic ceiling, and so they'd rather go with him than two guys who have a much lower ceiling but are probably better football players right now. Let's go through the rest of this list. Rashad Wild Goose, Isaiah Dunn, Tanzel Smart, Bradley and I, who is also kind of a surprise considering how well he played in the preseason and in training camp. Jabari Zaniga, Jonathan Marshall, Nick Bodden, who yeah. it looks like is going to miss the season anyway. Marcel Harris, Delshawn Phillips, Hamza Nazaldine. Big disappointment there. He came in last year as a sixth round pick. Everybody thought he was going to be a big bargain, just never able to make it work here. DQ Thomas, not sure who he is, but apparently he got <laughs> cut today. Ross Pierschbacher. Another one, apparently he was on the team in training camp Grant Hermans, who made the most foolish decision of the entire training camp And that, of course, is to pick a fight with Michael Clemens Chris Glazer is out Chris Strebler also gone, not a surprise But, of course, he became a big fan favorite Just based on what he did in the preseason Engineering two game-winning drives With under 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter Played fantastic I'll say it again, I've said it many times if Mike LaFleur and Brant Boyer collaborate, they could turn Chris Strebler into a similar player to what the Saints turned Taysom Hill into. He has that ability. He's physical. He's athletic. He's big. He can block. You can use him in a variety of ways, and I do think that the Jets are going to try to sneak him back on the practice squad. LaMichael P. Ryan, gone. Kenny Yaboa, gone. Tarek Black, gone. Irvin Charles, gone. Calvin Jackson, gone. Although he had a really nice camp, and I think he may stick on the practice squad as well. So, Nick, your thoughts overall on all of these names, the surprises, the ones that you weren't surprised about at all, and what this all means in terms of who may end up sticking around here on the practice squad and other moves that may come as a result of this. A few, a few of the guys you mentioned, you know, the, the Gidry thing, I had him. I did one of those 53-man roster predictions because why not? Um, I had I had Yaboa on over Cager because of the special teams value. I think with Cager, and I wouldn't go out and buy a Cager jersey yet. You know, I don't know what time. Uh, tomorrow you'll be listening, everybody. But um, I could I could see a scenario where uh, he's you know, if they claim a tackle or a safety or sign somebody, uh, Cager is made expendable because he's the fourth tight end, and you know they'll try and sneak him onto the the practice squad. Um, I think he's a guy the Jets obviously like, and they they see a lot of uh, growth and you know progression in his game. I was surprised he made it. Um, I was somewhat surprised that the two the two tackles were cut. I figured they would get rid of one of them and um, you know stash one of them. I know the Chuma Doga was in the trade talks. I know Isaiah Dunn was in some trade talks. I know they had a few people, a few teams call about Bryce Huff, who they ended up keeping, obviously. 
Um, the Tevin Coleman one, you know, the two guys that I had, yes, you know, people ask me, like, who are two veterans you could see get cut that people aren't thinking about a few weeks ago? And I said, Tevin Coleman and, and Ashton Davis. And, you know, I checked in on the Ashton Davis thing, and, and it was up in the air, really, until kind of last minute. Um, another one who I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they try and if they do claim somebody, he might be the uh, a corresponding move. So I, I don't think he's a lock to still make the opening day roster. Um, but, you know, I'm sure tomorrow there'll be a two or three guys that they, um, you know, that, that we don't see on the list now uh, still shake free. But, you know, not to be a bad guy, but thankfully the Trayvon Wesco era is over here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been calling for that for about four years. So um, same thing with uh adoga and michael p ryan so that that's good um you know i think that a lot of these guys are going to end up back on the jets practice squad and i think you're going to see uh strevler i think you're going to see calvin jackson i think you're going to see Irvin charles i think you'll see yaboa um grant hermans jonathan marshall tanzel smart bradley and i like i think a good amount of these guys jason pinnock will parks i think these guys will all end up i think you know a guy i could see get claimed because there was interest was isaiah dunn um, maybe a Doga ends up somewhere. I doubt they'd probably even bring him back. I think they're just ready to wash their hands of that. Um, <clears throat> you know, I don't expect Calvin Jackson to get cleaned. I don't expect Strebler to, to land anywhere. Um, so, you know, these guys will be around. I think you get 16 spots. You can add veterans now, which is great. You know, so if Ted Coleman, you know, I know you mentioned and you're right about the, the uh, guaranteed contract situation. So maybe he's somebody that they bring back. Uh, after week one, um, maybe <clears throat> I'm not sure if they even reported on anything with Vinny Curry and his injury. If he's somebody that may may even just end up on IR, you know, so that they can um, clear a roster spot again for him tomorrow. Uh, I know that there's certain kind of weird stipulations and you know with these contracts and, and the way money is used and spent. If if you're I, IR him after like 53 man rosters locked. Um, you can create a roster spot and obviously uh, more flexible with the money you owed. So I don't, I don't know, you know, they're, they're carrying a lot of D linemen. Um, so, but long story short, nothing too crazy. You know, the Gidry thing is probably the most, the more, the most eye opener. I was like, oh, I kind of figured they would keep him because of his speed and you know ability to play, uh, you know, kind of back up Michael Carter inside and also play special teams. So, um, but you know, Hey, this is the, this is the, the downside, if you can, if, if you call it that, of you know the influx of talent that was added, so um, it's a good problem to have. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Nick, now that we talked about the guys that didn't make the Jets roster, let's talk about the ones who did. At wide receiver, six guys currently on the roster. Corey Davis, Denzel Mims, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, Braxton Berrios, and Jeff Smith. That means Denzel Mims was not traded, and he remains a New York Jet for now. We're going to talk about what Robert Sala had to say about that a little bit later on. It's not impossible that he could still get traded, but obviously the fact that he's here means that they are prepared to go into the season with him as it stands. On the offensive line, Lakin Tomlinson, Nate Herbig, who at one point a lot of people were nervous was going to get unexpectedly cut. Turns out he was just over in the rehab area. He is going to be on the team as expected. Connor McGovern, Dan Feeney, Elijah Vera Tucker, George Fant, and Max Mitchell at tight end. We already talked about Lawrence Cager. That's a really cool story. And Robert Sala had a fun quote about him that we'll get to in a little bit. But he's a converted wide receiver to tight end. Played very, very well in training camp and, of course, in the preseason. Jeremy Ruckert, who the Jets drafted in the third round. Tyler Conklin and C.J. Ozama, who they signed in the offseason. At running back, some surprises here. No Tevin Coleman. We talked about why before. I think it's because they don't want to guarantee him the entire season salary if he's on the roster week number one. Michael Carter, Brees Hall, no surprise there. Zonovan Bam Knight sticks. The coaching staff apparently really likes him. So do I. I loved his tape out of NC State. I thought he had a really nice preseason and a good training camp. And it shows you once again the value of being able to contribute on special teams because Bam Knight, a really good return man, one of the best in the country at NC State, did very well as a returner in the preseason too. And so he's able to make the roster as an undrafted free agent. The head scratcher here, of course, is Ty Johnson, who couldn't seem to do anything right last year. He can't block, he can't catch, and he wasn't a particularly effective runner, so I'm not really sure what they're hanging on to him for, but Nick, as you said before, there's going to be a couple of guys that are on the initial 53-man that are going to get released once the Jets make corresponding moves. I would think Ty Johnson is one of the leading candidates for that. On defense, John Franklin Myers, Jacob Martin, Bryce Huff, Michael Clemens, Solomon Thomas, Nathan Shepard, a little bit of a surprise, thought he was probably going to get cut, but of course, as we said, he could be one of those guys that is a corresponding move once the Jets grab an offensive tackle or safety, which they're most likely going to do. Quinnen Williams, Sheldon Rankins, Carl Lawson, Jermaine Johnson, Vinnie Curry, Quincy Williams, CJ Mosley, Jamie and Sherwood. None of those guys are a surprise. Quan Alexander, Michael Carter II, DJ Reed, Brandon Eccles, Sauce Gardner, Bryce Hall, LaMarcus Joyner. Here's the surprise. 
Tony Adams, undrafted free agent out of Illinois. Nick, they gave him a pretty big signing bonus for an undrafted rookie. And in fact, you had a tweet over at U Stadium talking about how much the team really liked Tony Adams. Apparently, that wasn't hyperbole, and Salah had a quote about him. He said, big credit to Tony Adams, undrafted, just did a really good job every single day, finding ways to get better and better. He's got a bright future ahead of him. I would have been sick if we were to have lost him. So clearly, Salah believed that somebody else was going to claim Tony Adams, and that's a big part of why they ended up keeping him on the 53-man roster, in addition to the fact that they clearly liked him a lot. Ashton Davis made the team, as we mentioned before, and of course, Jordan Whitehead. As far as special teams, zero surprises here. Greg the Leg Zerline, Braden Mann, Thomas Hennessy, and Justin Hardy. Nick, your thoughts on the guys that made the team? I thought there were a few that stood out that were very surprising. The big ones were Ty Johnson, Nathan Shepard to a degree, and of course, Tony Adams. No one saw that one coming. Yeah, the Adams one was surprising. Even even after I was, like you mentioned, the tweet that we posted uh, a couple minutes after he was signed as the UDFA after the draft back in Mar- uh, May. Because um, I, I didn't really, maybe I wasn't looking, you know, in, 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 you know, much at him, but I didn't see him kind of jump out at you. So obviously he's, he was doing it in camp and, um, you know, played, played <clears throat> better in, in preseason than, than we saw. I thought, you know, the, the running back situation, keeping Ty Johnson was surprising. Um, you know, I, I was hoping they kept Bam. I know we spoke about him. We both liked him a lot. Uh, Cager was definitely a bit of a surprise to me because I know that they were talking highly of Yaboa and, and how he's pretty much improved in all three areas, blocking as a receiver and on special teams. And, um, you know, the two tat, like, you know, just having a very raw rookie, although they've, they've said Max Mitchell has been very surprised, you know, surprisingly, it's come along surprisingly quick. You know, they almost felt it was going to be a uh, red shirt year for him, but um, I'm, I'm sure he's not going to be the uh, the only tackle <laughs> that they that they carry. Especially, you know, when you have a guy like Fan coming on off, off an injury and Dwayne Brown, who was pretty much you know out of out of work all off season up until about two weeks ago. So um, a little risky, but I'd assume Douglas has some guys penciled in there that he's going to uh, go after. Maybe maybe there is still a trade to be made. Um, you know, maybe there's a claim. I know Jack Anderson from the Eagles was let go. That was a bit of a surprise, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's he's brought in here. Um, then Alex Leatherwood from the Raiders, another one one and done for him. Um, so there there are some guys out there who you can, can you can bring in and, and you know can give you some depth better than Adoga and McDermott for sure. Um, and then you know I'm, I'm not surprised Vinnie Curry made it. I know they were very high on him. You know what he's done really off the field more than what he does on the field. I'm curious to see the extent of his injury because I, I don't think he's even, he's even practiced much. But, um, yeah, it was funny you mentioned that thing about Herbig because when I saw the tweet where it was like, I don't see Herbig at practice, I texted, you know, the guy I know at the Jets. I was like, uh, what's going on? And Herbig got cut, and all I heard was – all I got back was question marks. Like, no. <laughs> you know, like, what are you talking about? Because <laughs> I, I was – I was told that they really liked her big and I was, I was a big Herbig fan and I was surprised to see that kind of 10 minutes of like, what the hell's going on? He's your best, you know, interior offensive line depth. Um, so ha- happy he's, he was, you know, still there and was just, I don't know why he was, I don't remember him getting hurt, but maybe something we didn't see in that final preseason game, but all in all, I mean, you know, the roster, when you look at 
you know, because I saw some old tweets popped up, like a lot of the fans like would retweet like a, uh, I think there was like a famous one from 2000, uh, not 2020, 2000, I say 2000, from 2020, where the Jets receiving core was like ridiculously bad. Um, and it was like, uh, what was his name from you? Uh, Deontay Burnett was like the guy mm-hmm. who nobody wanted to cut. Um, and they just, they had like a list of like our receivers from 2020 and it was like, Oh my God, we came that far in two years. So, um, you know, just a lot more talent. The fact that there was even some decisions, you know, some tough decisions and guys cut that, you know, the last year started for, for us. Um, it was just not too crazy, but I would say there were a few, uh, you know, a few moves that I, I wasn't expecting. After everything went down, Robert Salas spoke. Zach Wilson was at practice today, and he was walking around normal without his golf cart. Salas said that Wilson would need one week of full practice to be ready for a start. Last year, he had two limited weeks and one full week before returning from the PCL sprain. Salas said there's no timeline on Zach Wilson's return. As soon as he gets cleared by the doctors and he feels good, he'll be out there. Sal was asked whether or not he's ready to name Joe Flacco the week one starter. Sal responded like a politician. He said, if Zach isn't ready by week one, then yeah, Joe would be the starter. No kidding. Thanks a lot for that breaking news, Robert Sala. Sala also said it's a lot easier to kick somebody out the door if they want to trade if they're jerks. That is not Denzel, of course, talking about Denzel Mims. Sala on whether Mims is, quote, being held hostage by the team, refusing his trade request at the moment. Is he frustrated with all of us? Yes, he wants to play. So for that, I don't think he's a hostage. Sala also said that Mims hasn't gotten first team reps in preseason because of who's in front of him. That, of course, would be Corey Davis. So that makes sense. Sala was asked about Chris Trevler and said, hoping we get him back. He definitely performed, but said that Mike White had a more complete body of work, including what he did last season. That makes sense. Like we said, though, Nick, we hope that Chris Trevler winds up back here on the practice squad. Sala was asked about Lawrence Cager and said he went from being a slow receiver to a fast tight end, said Cager is a willing blocker, and he's been impressed with his transition to tight end. Doesn't feel that he's a liability in the passing game. Sala also said that it was very hard to cut Jason Pinnock because he's got a lot of talent. The team is hoping they're able to get him back on the practice squad. Regarding what we talked about before, Nick, with people thinking that Nate Herbig might be cut because he wasn't seen at practice early on, but he was in the rehab area. Herbig said that his ankle has been bothering him a bit. That's why he was in the rehab area, but he'll be back at practice tomorrow. So Nick, any thoughts on what we heard from Robert Saller regarding the cuts and the formation of the 53-man roster? No, I think they were, they were kind of straightforward and, and honest. Um, the Mims thing is just so weird because even after his, uh, his post-game press conference um, you know, last, last week uh, after the Giant game, it was almost like he didn't want to even talk about the trade request or it didn't even come from him. He made it almost seem like his agent put it out there and he didn't even have anything to say. And it's just this, he's just a strange guy, man. <laughs> it's just like how he, he just looked like completely the first time he saw this guy like go all out, like he really wanted to play football. I was like, where has this guy been? Like when you see Denzel Mims, he's very like kind of like lethargic and, um, you know, there's not much like pep in his step, really. Like you don't see him get overly excited. You know, even at practice a few times, and I've, I've gone 
Um, I would notice he's kind of like the last one to the drill, usually like by himself or with just like one other guy. And you're like, like, what's up with this kid? Like, what's going on? And then for him to just kind of go all out like he did on Sunday against the Giants, you were like, can can we see this like more often? Um, so you know, look, I'm 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 a Mims fan. Like e- even even today, in like the back of my mind, I was like, I, I kind of hope they don't get rid of him. You know, just like one more chance. You know, like let's let's see him try. You know, to see if he can just kind of put everything. Put, you know, put it all out there and see what we saw on Sunday. Obviously, I'm not expecting him to have 100 yards and a touchdown, you know, like he did against some some guys who are, you know, no longer employed. Um, but, like, at least show a little bit of, like, that, like, enthusiasm he had on Sunday. Um, you know, and, 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 like, trading him for, like, the package that the Jaguars got for LaVisca Chenault, like a sixth rounder this year and, like, a seventh next year, or it might have gotten that backwards, but like, what are those really going to do for you? Um, so <clears throat> I would have been totally down to swap it for a player. Like we were talking about the Tevin Jenkins thing. If it was Mims and a pick, cool. Like as long as you can use it, use somebody. Um, but to do it for late round picks so this year and next year, I'd rather just give him a shot. Like like you said, though, I don't know if he still is going to be on the roster the whole year. Uh, probably going to be inactive anyway. So unless a Corey Davis injury happens, which, I mean, it could. Um, probably not going to see much of Mims, but um, rather than just giving him away, him away for nothing, I'd, I'd, I'm glad they they kept him. And you know, maybe maybe he can put it all together and, and go out there, and you can get something out of it. But most likely, he just won't get the opportunity. Uh, but you know, I'm really I'm curious just how and who's the you know who's the next man out, you know, not the next man up, but the next man out once they claim guys and sign guys. And over the next 24 hours. So I'll be curious to see who it is. If I had a guess, I would say something happens with like Vinnie Curry um, and then either Cager or Ty Johnson. One of those guys, you know, are, are the next next ones to go. Jets are fourth in the waiver wire order. So keep that in mind. The only teams ahead of them are the Texans, the Lions and the Jaguars. And so we look forward to what the Jets may do here Claiming players off of that waiver wire Certainly they could use some help at safety A couple of names that are intriguing Marquise Blair, who's only 25 years old Played well for the Seahawks It's just one of those things where they have A bit of a logjam at the position Marquise Blair, rumor has it Is a player that the Jets were very interested in As part of the Jamal Adams trade a couple of years ago Instead they settled for Bradley McDougal When the Seahawks didn't want to trade Blair Now they have a crack at him I think he would be a good fit He could play nickel corner or safety There's also of course Jaquiski Tart A longtime 49er who was released by the Eagles He's very familiar with the scheme clearly Having played in it And he's got a lot of experience on winning teams So that's another player that could be a consideration at safety Tony Jefferson, we know the situation with him He's on the back end of his career But still an experienced veteran Anthony Harris, who is a starter for the Eagles Released, so he's another player That could potentially be in play for the Jets On the waiver wire at safety We know about some other high-profile players that were released. 
Tyler Johnson, that was a surprise from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Showed a lot of promise the last two years. He's available. The Jets are pretty deep at wide receiver, but that's a notable name. Alex Leatherwood, who a year ago was a first-round pick, but this is how it goes sometimes, Nick. A new regime comes in. They don't have use for certain players, and even though that player was drafted a year ago in the first round, they move on from him. So talk to me a little bit about some of the players I just mentioned as possibilities for the Jets and some other players that you think the Jets may be targeting other key contributors too from other teams that were released unexpectedly some bigger names again like Tyler Johnson and Alex Leatherwood yeah I think the, the, those two are probably the most notable like Johnson and Leatherwood um, <clears throat> I would take a sh- I would just take a flyer on Leatherwood and just getting him out of that disaster that was the Mayock and Gruden situation and then last year you know like whatever went down he has the positional flexibility. He's played, you know, right the right tackle position. He's played inside. So, um, you know, the talent is there. Uh, yeah, he was probably shouldn't have been a first-round pick, uh, but, but I would take a flyer, um, maybe just use him. Obviously, he's not going to start, but um, you can use him as a, an extra tackle and obviously obviously some depth who's, who's had some starting experience. Um, and then, you know, other offensive tackles, I think there's – Rashad Hill, I believe the commanders released him. Um, there's There were a few interior offensive linemen, like Solomon Kinley from the Dolphins. I think he's a starting guard. Um, I know we don't, you know, we have our two starters are there and we have good depth, but, um, you know, he's somebody who I, I was surprised to see get cut for sure. I think he'll get claimed. Uh, Kendall Lamb, another guy who the Jets worked out. I think uh, he signed, I forgot where he ended up, but um, they, they, they cut him. Uh, he's, he's available. So um, another one, Wyatt Davis, another interior offensive lineman was cut. But you know, then, then you mentioned the safety spot, the Anthony Harris. I, I agree with. I like that one. Rudy Ford, who was cut from the Jaguars. But, you know, Jaquiski Tart, obviously familiarity with Sala. Um, Jack Anderson from the Eagles, another guy who's more of a interior, um, interior offensive lineman, but he can play center. Uh, so I don't know if you – uh, I spoke with spoke with somebody with with the Eagles. Uh, they were very high on him too. So similar when I was talking to them about Herbig, it was just they have so much depth there on the offensive line that you know they drafted two guys the past two years on the inside um, and just really again like a numbers game with the Jets edge rusher spot. Same thing over there. So um, you know I think if you're looking, you know I think we know the positions right. It's going to be an offensive tackle or two. It's going to be a safety. Um, you know, could you know could they get an a, like an upgrade? Um, you know, like a, a receiver like a Tyler Johnson over Mims, like maybe it's a possibility. Um, but I think they'll probably just keep that same core. And I wouldn't be surprised if Tyler Johnson gets claimed right away by a team ahead of us. Uh, maybe Detroit, uh, maybe Houston. I think Houston's only carrying four receivers. They have the third waiver claim, so I could see them. Um, definitely making a, a Tyler Johnson claim, so I don't even think the Jets would have a chance there. So, um, but you know, there's just not not too many roster spots for the Jets. I don't think they're going to be making four or five claims. I think it'll just kind of be more of uh, a tackle, maybe a safety, and that's really it. I mean, I'd love for them to upgrade. Not that anybody cares, but the punter spot. I just I, I'm not a Braden Man fan, um, but it seems like they're they're good with him. Um, so. You know, there's there's some guys out there that are interesting, but probably not, you know, nothing that the Jets are going to lose anybody else on the roster for. So 
um, I think, you know, just watch the tackle and safety spot. Nick Spano, co-founder of Youth Stadium. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the shaping of the 53-man roster of the New York Jets. Really appreciate it. For those who want to check out everything going on in the NFL minute by minute, the best thing you can do is follow you Stadium on Twitter and, of course, download the app, turn on those notifications, and you will be in the loop. Right, Nick? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, check out the takes feature. I uh, I lost a take with Denzel Mims. I, I, was, feeling, I, know, I was feeling a trade coming, and I, I made a take that he was going to get traded by the 4 p.m. deadline, so I gave some money away to some, some people on the app. But um, takes is really it's just a, a feature where you can – essentially put your money where your mouth is. If you uh, have a prediction that you or a hot take that you think is going to happen and um, you know, you're posted it on Twitter, why not make some money off of it? So you go, um, if you think the jets are going to put in a waiver claim for, you know, Alex Leatherwood uh, go on there, throw it up there, uh, put a set time to, for it to end, let's say tomorrow at 4 PM and post it out there and fans will either agree or disagree. And then when 4 PM comes on Wednesday, if the Jets put that claim in, you win the take and the pot is split up you know, to the winners and you can cash those points out for, for money. And, uh, you know, it's a really cool feature. We've had a lot of your listeners, Scott, come on and try it out. We'll slide you some points to start and um, give, it a sh- give it a shot. So shoot us a DM on Twitter, at Stadium on Instagram, at Stadium, whatever. Um, we'll get you set up with some points. Make sure you take advantage of the points feature on the Stadium app because there's nothing better than money you can win without having to risk any of your own. There's absolutely no losing in this situation, so make sure that you get yourself some points. As Nick said, DM him at Stadium on Twitter, and he will set you up with a whole bunch of points to get you started. Make sure you check out everything we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, The Thunder from Down Under. Mr. Luke Grant has got some great All-22 breakdowns, including one breakdown for every member of the Jets' 2022 draft class, all seven of them, and eventually we're going to get around to some reviews of the two rookies who made it as undrafted free agents, Zonovan Bam Knight and Tony Adams. So watch the videos and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash play like a jet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers Quinn and Williams Bless You Thank You shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. 
offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.